The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I'm glad you've joined us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Pastor P., how are you doing today? Listen, I'm blessed by the best, my friend. <laughs> We're going to talk about learning to dance in the rain today, and I'm not going to say much more about that until we hear from our guests. Absolutely. But again, ultimately, at the end of the day, understanding that we do not have to wait for optimal circumstances to be able to understand that the best is still yet to come, and at some point it will show up in our lives. Yes. Well, we spend this time together trying to encourage you and equip you and to offer you health, hope, and inspiration. And I trust that you're finding this program helpful. If you are, why don't you leave a review on iTunes Please. of this podcast? You have no idea how much that helps other listeners be attracted to this program. And ultimately, we want to help as many people as we possibly can. We need and desire your feedback. Please be nice and kind to us. But we certainly want to hear uh, how the show is impacting you and then leave remarks for others to understand the power and the potential of this program. We will be talking with a guest. Percy will be talking talking with a guest later on the program in just a few moments. We have a resource. Percy, you've put this together. It's called What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer. And when someone receives a diagnosis, many people experience fear and shock and sometimes even anger. It can feel like a devastating blow, can it? Well, again, it's just it's just like a tidal wave that hits you. As uh, I heard one patient describe, when I was first told that I had cancer, I felt like a house fell on me. And mm-hmm. I literally had to have someone pull me out from underneath that house and blow the air back in me and stand me back up. Wow. So this document is really designed to help people to work through uh, some things that potentially uh, to be expected when initially diagnosed with cancer. And again, it's not all exhaustive, uh, but it is the, uh, a resource that will help you to think through certain things and to be mindful about certain things if and when you are diagnosed with cancer. Again, the resource is called What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer. Very helpful information. You can download this right now at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you know is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. You can visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have by calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Spiritual support at Cancer Treatment Centers of America is provided as desired by the patient. Absolutely. So again, based upon the needs, wants, and desires of that individual, spiritual care will be applied accordingly. We look to God's Word to give us guidance here. What have you opened to? Well, with that, let's listen to our spiritual nugget for today found in 1 Peter 4, verse 12, that basically says this, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you 
to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Verse 13, but rejoice, hallelujah, inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may also be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. And the takeaway here is, in many cases, the glory of the Lord is only revealed in the midst of an ordeal or a test. So we can't have typically one without the other. Yeah. Well, keep the program title in mind today, Learn to Dance in the Rain, as you listen to our interview. By the way, these interviews that more often than not pop up each week here in the program, you record as you travel about the different cancer treatment centers of America. I am the re- the weary road warrior. It's not easy to say, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love getting out and about, shaking hands, and, and getting into uh, our regional hospitals and, and hearing the stories of individuals uh, who have walked the walk, who are walking the walk and talking the talk. And then we bring those stories back to this audience to be encouraged because potentially there may be someone out there who also may find themselves in a very similar state. And thank you for bringing these conversations, these interviews to us. Here again is our host, Percy McRae. Well, with me today is Amy Engel, and she is a clinical scheduling logistics coordinator at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thank you so much for being with us on the show today, my dear. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege. Well, the privilege is certainly all ours. In addition to working at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America as a scheduler, uh, you also are a seven-year cancer survivor. Uh, what type of cancer, may I ask? I um, had a routine colonoscopy a week after my daughter's wedding, and I, I didn't know I was sick. Um, and they found a tumor and um, went through all the testing. It was stage three colon cancer. And okay. And here you are now, a seven-year yep. survivor. Yep, hallelujah. Well, how, first of all, congratulations on being a survivor and a thriver. Thank uh, you. It's interesting to me, and, and it's not unique. Uh, I certainly have done other interviews uh, with stakeholders or staff members at Cancer Treatment Centers of America who was diagnosed with cancer and then end up working at the facility uh, where they treat it. That also is the case for you as well. Let's talk a little bit about the dynamic of that. How interesting was that and how did that happen? It was a God thing. I, I'd worked here a little over a year. And actually, when I first came to work here, I remember walking down the gallery, just admiring and how courageous and the bravery of our patients. And, and I, the gallery is that central hallway, hallway here yes. at Cancer Treatment Centers yes. of America. And it yes. is just gorgeous and beautiful, too. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I remember just looking at our patients and just ad- admiring their courage to go through such a horrible d- disease. And I remember thinking to myself, what would it be like for me if I were to ever get cancer? Interesting. Yeah. And I just think maybe that was just the Holy Spirit putting a... Um, a thought in my in my heart, yeah. my mind that I would process, and you know, of course, I didn't know that I would be experiencing the journey myself. No. But um, it was just a God thing. Um, I when I came to work here, I mean, God knew. I was going to get cancer, and he knew exactly where I needed to work. So that I feel is, like that was just something orchestrated by God, like he does. That is truly amazing, and so yes. and because I try to. Uh, kick over a couple of theological sacred cows on my show because it's yes. my show and I can do that. Yes. <laughs> is that what I want to say with respect to that? And so just follow me a little bit. It's interesting. There are some 
from certain theological schools of thought that would suggest that that way of thinking is the very thing that caused you to have cancer. And I would suggest to you that that absolutely is not the case. Because again, what we do know is that God knows all things yes. and God knows what's going to happen before they're going to happen. And, exactly. and God has a way of preparing his people. And I certainly agree with you that that was not you speaking something negative upon yourself as right. much as, again, I believe as you do that, uh, the prompting of the Holy Spirit speaking to you about what's coming down the pathway for you. And so you start out doing your treatment and care. Yes. And I assume you did some some basic things, chemo, radiation, surgery. I had a big surgery. Okay. And then I had, um, I did 12 rounds of chemo. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you went through some, you know, some rigorous clinical care and treatment. Let me ask this question. I always try to get to this at any point, uh, because you also are a strong believer. You have a strong faith-based foundation. Yes, sir. Correct? Yes, sir. At any point in time, did you ever feel conflicted with uh, exercising and using medical care along with also trusting and believing in God for your healing? Was there ever a conflict there for you in doing so? Absolutely not. I just saw God's hand in my journey so vividly. So when I had my big surgery, I hadn't worked here, but a little over a year when I was diagnosed. And so when I had my surgery, I had had chemo. Mm -hmm. I was married, and I had, my husband had multiple sclerosis, so he was disabled. Yeah. And I was the only one working in the home, so not working was not an option for me. Sure. So I thought, God, you know, I just remember praying that you're going to have to help me, wow. and he did. It was amazing. I um I was able to work through all of my treatments. I was wow. able. God was just so. He was just so. He was. I could feel his presence, and it was his hand was so vivid in my journey. Okay. And I I just was just praising him for well, all the things he did for me. There. And of course, I, I know what the philosophical uh, approach to care and treatment is at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And first and foremost, uh, clinical excellence, yes. uh, having uh, the clinical excellence that is available uh, from a, a medical perspective. But also within the context of that is the fact that uh, we believe in supporting patients with what is called integrative support services, yes. naturopathic support, yes. uh, nutritional support, yes. uh, mind-body services, and of yes. course, spiritual care. And again, the point that I'm getting to is that while you were receiving your excellent clinical care, you went through surgery and et cetera, um, you also was being nurtured and supported with your spiritual uh, well-being and, and, and allowed that to be part of your experience here. Let's talk about that a little bit. How did that work for you? Yes, I love it. I work at a place where um, I've prayed for several patients and they've prayed no, for me. No, get out of here. Stop. <laughs> really? So, yes. <laughs> And um, there were times that, you know, I would be sitting in the waiting room waiting for my chemo and there'd be another patient in there sitting and she was just preaching a sermon. She was just on fire for the Lord and just telling the whole waiting room how, you know, she was just preaching a sermon. Okay. And there's so many times that I was on the receiving end of that here. But um, I've also have been on the other end of that where I've been able to, I, I feel like we always, we all go through things for a reason. It's all for God's glory. Yeah. And when we go through things, he wants us to use it to encourage other people. Yeah. And so I'm, I work at a place where I feel like I can do that. And I, I love to, um, I, I pray every morning okay. that, that God would bring somebody into my life that I could encourage and minister to because I've walked that walk. Yeah. And I, I know firsthand how they're feeling, what their fears are, what they're going through. Been and there and done that. Yes. Yes. And, um, and, and so I always have to be uh, make sure I balance our conversation for that one or two individuals who may listen to the show 
to to put the disclaimer that of course you have the freedom to do that in in the environment of cancer treatment centers of america but that is certainly at the request and at the permission of patients who want to have that for people who may not be people of faith or who may not embrace spirituality that is never forced upon anyone and it's not something that people are made to, to participate in correct right and i usually i wait to, for the patient to reveal their faith to me i don't um I don't, I don't push it on anybody, but if I see an opportunity, if somebody um, says something about the Lord or whatever, I, I know that they're a, um, they have faith, and yeah. so I, I try to share my story, because I, I know that not everybody's open to that, right. and so I, I just kind of let them um, set the, the tone for that conversation. Yeah, and as I often say, we let the patients drive the bus here. It's, it's their yes, experience, it's their journey, and, yes. and it's a privilege to be allowed to be on their bus with them. Yes. And so, uh, obviously, we respect all people's faith, walks, or lack thereof. Yes. But certainly, you have the ability and you are permitted to support people spiritually if that's something that's important to them, as it was for you while you were here. Exactly, 100%. That being said, let's talk about, from your perspective, you're just, you know, you're just a simple girl, you know, you, but you have a point of view. Uh, how important do you think or you believe spirituality and faith is to the cancer conversation in its appropriate balance with good clinical care? My faith is everything. Uh, I, I, as from a personal perspective, I, I am nothing without God. I, I ask for his wisdom and guidance every day. Yep. I, once you go through cancer, it's not something that I have, would have a journey I would have chosen for myself. Sure. However, it's made me a better person. I'm so thankful I went through it. I, when you go through something like that, it changes your whole perspective on life. Every day is a gift waiting to be open. I'm at the age, I'm 55, and I have a lot of my friends who are complaining about, oh, I got another year older. I'm like, hallelujah, yeah. I get to celebrate another year. Yeah. And it just changes your whole, I don't sweat the small stuff anymore. Yeah. There, there's so many bigger yeah. things and, you know, to think about, and I just... I just it just changes your whole perspective on life. You just cherish things and life is so precious. If I had a penny, a nickel, a dime and a quarter or a dollar in 23 years of my experience of supporting cancer patients in a clinical environment that I heard that statement, I would be a billionaire. <laughs> and for people who are listening who have not yet walked that walk, who have not been in that position, it's hard for them to wrap their brain around Cancer was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Cancer was a gift. That's, again, you echo the sentiment of so many, and for all the same reasons of how it changed your perspective on life, your trajectory of thought, yes. and what was really important from a priority perspective. Now that you have the ability to work in that environment and support those people the way you were supported, um, have you ever had an experience maybe that you could share of an engagement with a patient that you went home and said, oh, my goodness, that was God today. That was a God thing. And not that God is not in all of the you know, ex experiences, but there is something that maybe stood out that was more powerful than than just another day. Is there any experiences or engagements that you've ever had with the patient that, that you can remember that you'd like to share? We won't share any details, any names, but just a moment that you know you experience with the patient because of their faith and your faith. I've had lots of encounters with patients, um, and I, 
I think every relationship anybody has, whether it's you meet somebody, sometimes we meet somebody for five minutes, sometimes we're in a relationship for 27 years, sometimes it's 10 years, and I feel like God has a purpose in all of it. Yeah. So whether it's to plant a seed or, or water a seed or encourage somebody, um, sometimes we don't even know yeah. what that person needs, but God does. Yeah. So even if it's a pat on the back or a friendly hello, um, what there was there's been a couple of times since I've worked here that somebody that had the same kind of cancer as me didn't want to go through treatment okay and um, they called me and they said you know Amy can you come talk to this person yeah. and, and they're not wanting to treat and I would I wouldn't be pushy I just I just simply shared my story and what it was like and um, I didn't you know try to sway them any way you know e- either way one way or the other and um, it was exciting to see that that patient eventually decided to go through treatment okay. and now every time she comes back she makes sure she finds me and says I'm so glad you talked to me I'm so glad that you know that you encouraged me to do this and because she's on the other side now yeah. she's been cancer free yeah, and, that, and that's awesome. just such a blessing um, and we do um, here at Cancer Treatment Center we do what's called a flash mob on Thursdays yeah I've been hearing about this yeah so um, actually I'm part of the flash mob <laughs> and we we everybody they just turn on some music at like 1230 in the afternoon and we just we just dance in the in the hallway and um, I have a saying on my wall don't just wait for your storm to pass but learn how to dance in the rain wow and um, it's very important as you're going through a journey with cancer to keep that song in your heart to keep a positive adi- attitude to, to lean into the Lord more than you ever have before yeah. um, and he just he just draws you in and gives you what you need he knows what you need every yeah. minute yeah. and he just covers all the details and he gives us more than what we need Praise more God. than we can even imagine. imagine yeah and he just works in such wonderful ways yeah that statement reminds me of a song we used to sing at a church a little small church where I was uh, the assistant pastor many years ago uh, and the song was entitled When the Battle is Over, which was recorded by the late, great Bishop Walter Hawkins uh, on his Love Alive 3 album. And the words basically said this, don't wait till the battle's over, but you can shout now. That's and so, again, yeah, you know, storms are here. Storms come, but we don't have to wait till the storm is over. We can we can sing and shout in the middle of the rain. I That's love right. it. And As we close, um, what's one thing or a thing that gives Amy Engel Hope. What provides hope to you? God is my source. He's my joy. There's nothing I can go through in life. I, I come back to my cancer journey and I draw strength from it. Uh, when bad things happen, I just I, I can look back and see how God worked in my life. And I have, I have no fear of really anything. Um, I have two wonderful grandchildren getting ready to have a third and Amen. I'm just and um, I'm newly um, remarried so I, I the things that give me hope are spending time with my new husband we're both very active enjoy the outdoors my grandchildren that was my motivation I was diagnosed a week after my daughter's wedding and I thought I've got to beat this thing I want to enjoy grandchildren someday so now I'm blessed with three wonderful grandsons and we're what two and one on the way and I'm just they just bring me so much joy but the joy of the Lord just gives me hope Today, you have heard from Amy Engel, a seven-year cancer survivor and thriver who also works at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma as a clinical scheduler. I would say you're scheduling more than just people's appointments. You're scheduling them with the possibility of hope and faith and love. And today, we thank God for what you schedule for people. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's an honor and a privilege. Thank you.
Uh, that was so good. We'll hear again from our host, Percy McCray, in just a moment with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa. Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. How do you uh, seem to attract all the positive-thinking people to this program? These are these are people of faith, too, aren't they? They are people of faith, but the beauty of it at the end of the day, Wayne, you know what? There are so many stories and so many people out here uh, that, that have tremendous things to say. I just think that particularly given the the new cycle era that we live in we just we're just focusing on the wrong stories to mm-hmm. listen to there's plenty out here if we would dare to stick a microphone in the mouth of those individuals that will share the stories of hope grace and survival and this is an example of that as we uh, sat and talked to Amy she's yes. just one of so many yeah, so many yeah i think i mean here's a lady who's gone through so much and yet she has such a positive spirit about her she really does she you know she's a 7 year cancer survivor uh, she works as a clinical scheduler, uh, which may not sound like a big deal to a lot of people. Well, it's but important. It's it, behind the scenes, it's, but it's important, isn't it's, it? It's behind the scenes. And again, from her vantage point, she has a, a front row seat for individuals who are walking into a clinical environment and she's providing their schedule of their appointments. But more than that, she also feels like as a as a calling, as a ministry, as one who has been through the, the rigors of being a cancer patient, she's also uh, scheduling hope for people and, and the belief that, you know, I'm going to share my story and my experience. That's what impressed me so much. She could go through her job every day by just doing what's on the piece of paper in front of her, yep. on the computer screen in front of her. She does more than that. She does. She absolutely brings her her experience to the table. And, of course, as we highlighted in the interview, uh, she's being respectful. She's not, you know, pushing her faith no, upon anyone. No. She's respectfully, you know, figuring out and sensing if there's individuals who have a faith orientation, but also sharing her story that, hey, I, too, have been where you are. Uh, I've walked this path, and there is a potential that tomorrow can be a better day. And, oh, by the way, if you happen to be a person of faith, I can speak to that for you as well and tell you that God is good and faithful. Yeah. I would imagine in her work, she comes in contact with people who are at the raw edge of having to go through cancer treatment. Well, think about any in the average individual, uh, which is one of the reasons, you know, when I first started out in, in the healthcare industry, why well, I found out so many people are so reluctant about going to hospitals. Uh, think about when you receive your schedule. If you're if you have a stay at the hospital, you've got to go here. You have an appointment there. Typically, for a lot of people, it's very overwhelming, and you're not looking forward to this, to the appointment with the doc or with the appointment of this, that, or the other. She's basically giving everyone their schedule 
uh, of the day or when they're there for their treatment plan. And so it gives her an opportunity to lean in and and sprinkle that schedule with with some semblance of hope and faith and belief in God. It's yeah, powerful. Yeah. Uh, of course, we know her her faith is a very important part of who she is. We learned that quite clearly. Yeah, she uh, made that very clear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but for any cancer patient, what they really need is they need a sense of hope, don't they? Well, we you know what we've understood about the cancer continuum and the conversation. There are two major pieces to that continuum. You have the cancer patient. And then you have the cancer caregiver, and they both work in tandem with each other. But they both need unique, different dynamics that work together. The cancer patient needs hope for their uh, uh, their treatment, for their care as they move forward. But then the people that are supporting cancer patients, they need help. They need to be supported and nurtured around the different nuances and stresses of providing that care for that caregiver, for that cancer patient. And so when you put those together, again, the patient needs hope uh, for a better tomorrow, for a better day, for a, a good clinical outcome, and the caregivers need help in providing and supporting that type of environment to the cancer patient. And not in a superficial way. No, no, not no, Not just no. words. No, we're talking about getting down down and dirty, getting some dirt underneath your fingernails. Anyone who, who is listening who's ever been part of a cancer journey uh, certainly can relate to the fact that, again, uh, this is not superficial activity. It's, this is difficult in some cases, and it's emotional, and it's, it's, it's straining, and it requires a lot of wherewithal to be able to walk that journey from beginning to end. And so by all means, we're not talking about any type of superficial flowery words here. <laughs> we're talking about yeah. rolling up our sleeves and getting down into the nitty-gritty of what a human being is and what makes them who they are and working through the challenges and rigors of day-to-day uh, stresses and et cetera in being a cancer patient. Well, in the case of Amy, she knows. She's been through it herself, so she knows how to speak that hope into someone's life. She's been there. She's done that, as I often say, and she's got the T-shirt yeah. to prove yeah. it. <laughs> and now we know why we titled this program Learn to Dance in the Rain. It came from Amy. Well, it came from Amy, and Amy made the decision, uh, as you make reference to that, that in the midst of her journey, while in the midst of her battle, that she wasn't waiting for the end to say, now you can dance. She's, she decided she was going to dance in the midst of that, that she was going to go through each day and each step of her treatment uh, with this uh, disposition and this spirit and this attitude of gratefulness and rejoicing. And now she is, if you will, for lack of a better analogy, she is hopefully scheduling that when appropriate for new cancer patients who are going through the clinical experience and entering in the clinical environment to encourage them, hey, today may feel like a tough day, but you can still dance while it's still raining outside. Mm-hmm. So, so I love it. Yeah, I love thank it. Thank you, it. Amy, for giving us the title for the program today. <laughs> Our resource this week, our featured resource, is what to expect when diagnosed with cancer. I hope you visited our website by now, especially if you've been with us for a while here on the podcast Health, Hope, and Inspiration. It's simply health, hope, and inspiration.com. And there we have resources featured each week. This week, it's called What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer by Reverend Percy McRae. This comes from your experience. You, you've been through some of these things. Yes, sir. And not just a resource, but a free resource. And so yeah. this particular resource absolutely is just going to help unpack some of the dynamics 
when people are told initially that they have cancer, uh, they're not necessarily prepared for all that comes with that. And so we thought we'd give you a little toolkit here Mm -hmm. of what to potentially expect when diagnosed with cancer. For example, just one little highlight of of a factoid here is that, you know, expect the information to possibly be overwhelming. Do your research. So many cancer patients initially, when they're told that they have cancer, just blank out after that, that that everything just becomes kind of white noise in the background or, or like the old uh, Charlie Brown cartoon, just wah, 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 wah. <laughs> uh-huh. So they're, they're, they're needing to be able to process and have time or have someone to assist them in writing down information uh, because in many cases they're just so overwhelmed. So this document helps people to just step through some real practical things that potentially you can expect to happen if and when you're told that you have cancer. Download it. It's free. There's no obligation. You can do so right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. According to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will have cancer during their lifetimes. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. So we developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to help equip and empower every church in the country to meet this great need. So if you're a pastor or a church leader, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It's free to join. When you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders' resources. There's information about upcoming training opportunities and our monthly informative newsletter. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and sign up free for the Ministry Leaders Network. Mm-hmm. Percy, uh, you shared some scripture with us earlier. Can we go back to that? Let's close with our spiritual nugget for today. First Peter 4, verse 12 and 13. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, verse 13. But rejoice. Again, what we learned from Amy, she learned how to dance in the rain in the midst of the storm. Verse 13, but rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. So we're going to go ahead and rejoice right now because we know the glory is coming at another point in time. And so we're not going to wait until that moment. We're going to get started right now. (laughs) Words of hope from God's word. Thank you, Percy. And two things for you to do in response to our program today. Go online to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Do these two things. Download the free resource Mm -hmm. and subscribe to this podcast Mm -hmm. so you receive it automatically. Maybe I could add a third. Leave a review of this podcast at iTunes. Absolutely. Letting others know about what you found here on the program and attract them to listen as well. So thanks for doing all that. And thanks for listening. Percy, God bless you. God bless you, my friend. Keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do. And join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, 
Phoenix and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.